letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Friday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include more on what might be the busiest weekend of the year around the Twin Cities, more on the charges against Derek Thompson, and a special event at Valley Fair. We begin with how dry it is across the state. The Minnesota DNR says May 15th through 21st was record dry at each of Minnesota's five first-order climate-observing stations, three of which have 130 years of observation or more. The DNR's Pete Boulay on how much that stretch has impacted the Twin Cities. We've only seen uh, 0.27 inches of precipitation, and the old record was 0.73 from 1988. So, you know, looking at normal, uh, the 1991 through 2020 normal is 5.88 inches. So we're short about 5.5 inches since May 1st. Boulay says a long-duration moderate to heavy rain dropping at least a couple of inches would be a boost towards the right direction. You know, if we could schedule it for overnight, too, after all the events are over, maybe between, you know, like 2 a.m. and, and 7 a.m. Uh, early Sunday morning would be ideal, you know, and then getting about an inch or two of rain right there would really help out things a lot, just to give us, you know, kind of a step in the right direction. Whether this weekend's precipitation unfolds as expected or if it fails to deliver, The early growing season dry spell of 2023 will go down as an unusually acute flash drought. It it takes two things to happen uh, for that. Uh, One, don't get any rain. The other is uh, well above normal temperatures, and that's what we've been seeing in uh, May and now June. Uh, We're over five degrees above normal in June. We'll probably finish in the Twin Cities here, a top 10 warmest June on record. And uh, the heat plus the lack of rain really dries things out quickly, and then that's where we get the flash drought. One of the two men convicted in a 2021 St. Paul mass shooting has been sentenced to 29 years behind bars. 31-year-old Devondre Phillips of Las Vegas was found guilty back in February of eight counts of attempted murder after he and another man, Terry Brown, started shooting at each other inside the truck park bar on 7th Street. 27-year-old Markeisha Wiley was killed, 14 others injured. Brown was convicted earlier this month of killing Wiley, along with four attempted murder charges. He has yet to be sentenced. A third man was also convicted and sentenced to three years on federal charges of straw purchasing the guns used. Steve Simpson, Newstalk 830 WCCO. I'm Mark Fry. Wyoming police were called to the Holiday gas station on Kettle River Boulevard just before 10.30 last night on a report that a woman had been hit by a vehicle after a domestic disturbance. That woman died at the scene. The male suspect fled the scene prior to police arriving, but called police this morning and asked them to meet with him at his home in Wyoming. He was taken into custody without incident. Names haven't been released. Maplewood Base 3M has agreed to pay more than $10 billion to settle lawsuits over contamination of many public drinking water systems with potentially harmful compounds. Those chemicals are known as PFAS. The deal was announced Thursday by the company and an attorney representing hundreds of public water systems. 3M is a leading maker of the so-called forever chemicals, named so because they don't degrade naturally in the environment and have been linked to a variety of health problems, including liver and immune system damage and some cancers. The company has already pledged to stop using PFAS by the end of 2025. Al Shock, Newstalk 830, WCCO. It's a busy but special day for hundreds at one Minnesota amusement park. Valley Fair, a nonprofit organization, a kid again, have teamed up to give 800 free tickets to kids facing life-threatening conditions a chance to enjoy the amusement park with their families. 
Kathy Durr is a co-founder at A Kid Again and says the Rides and Slides Day is about more than just an adventure day at Valley Fair. Parents who haven't seen their child smile in years is laughing and, and giggling and smiling. And the siblings, you know, feel so included and such an important part of what's going on. This Adventure Day will also include the donation of a catered meal at Picnic Point and drink wristbands. Mark Fry, Newstalk 830 WCCO. They're at it again. Swifties spent much of the night outside U.S. Bank Stadium to get in line, not to buy tickets, but to buy the Eras Tour merchandise. Erin Johnson of St. Louis arrived at the Taylor Swift merchandise store at 1 o'clock this morning, and by the time the sun came up, she was asked to move another 8 feet to get to the exact starting point for the front of the line. Isn't it obvious why she did all this? To buy my wonderful daughter the Blue Crew Neck sweatshirt that she needs for her life. If she does not get the sweatshirt, her life could end, and we don't want that. So. I'm being first in line, that's going to happen. Oh yes, I will get it. Yes. Aaron has never done something like this before, but would do it again. For my daughters, 100%, yes. How about for me? Obviously, we're best friends now, so okay. yes. Yes, I would. In downtown Minneapolis, Al Shock, News Talk 830, WCCO. I'm Mark Fry. The man who police say killed five women last week when he broadsided their car at a high rate of speed in Minneapolis, making his first court appearance today in Hennepin County. 27-year-old Derek Thompson faces 10 counts of criminal vehicular homicide. Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara speaking about those charges this morning with WCCO's Adam and Jordana. I'm thankful uh, the charges that have been filed, um, but I, I will note that the investigation continues, uh, and we have uh, executed uh, search warrants, uh, so I think people can expect uh, the investigation to go further, uh, and, and this could potentially go in, in other directions as well. Defense attorney Joe Friedberg, who's not associated with the case, telling our own Chad Hartman that the appropriate charges were brought forward. The most workmanlike charges were brought against him, and nobody really has to worry about what you call it. He's going to get a whole lot of time if convicted, and it certainly looks like he will be. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Minneapolis has also charged Thompson a convicted felon with firearms and drug possession. I'm Steve Simpson. The sounds of jazz plentiful on both Friday and Saturday in St. Paul as the 25th annual Twin Cities Jazz Fest gets underway. Founder Steve Heckler. So we have the main stage at Mears Park. Uh, it's a Jazz Eight main stage. And then we have another uh, dance staging. So if you like to dance and come out and uh, we have dance lessons with uh, with the New Orleans type of music and salsa music. But Heckler says the event is not limited to Mears Park. Fifteen venues in and around the city are hosting various artists through Saturday night, all of them free of charge, but donations are accepted. To find out more in a list of the artists where they'll be playing and when, you can log on to the Twin Cities Jazz Festival website, TwinCitiesJazzFestival.com. The start of the MSRA Back to the 50s weekend marks the start of a go-kart build-off between two Twin Cities high schools. Students at Lakeville North and Minneapolis North High Schools will spend the next year or so building rat rod go-karts using 750cc North Star engines provided by Northern Tool and Equipment. Zach Humphrey teaches automotive small engines and power sports classes at Minneapolis North. We're going to research our chassis, start figuring out where we're going to put all our components. Then we're really kind of come up with a concept for our body steering brakes and suspension for our, our rat rod, which is going to be a year-long process. Students will be helped along the way by a couple of celebrities, including the king himself, Richard Petty, and celebrity motorcycle builder Billy Lane. 
Luther Kamensky teaches auto body and collision classes at Minneapolis North. These carts will be brought to other national car shows to um, also show what we did and, and promote the tools for the trades program. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Meanwhile, thousands are at the state fairgrounds this weekend for Back to the 50s. There was a lot of passion in the 1960s and 70s to rebuild and restore the street rods on display here at the state fairgrounds. Doug Seabolt came from Wyzetta and admires the hard work and craftsmanship that went into these look-like-new sets of wheels. A lot of these guys, they don't take their cars in to have them worked on. They do it themselves. They've grown up with these cars, and many of them, those cars have been passed down. The irony will be what happens to this hobby in 20 or 30 years. Logan Reedy of St. Paul is 15 years old. None of my friends are into it really, unfortunately. I think it's sort of older people are into it, but I think there's some younger kids that are into it now. And for those friends who haven't experienced back to the 50s. They can come here and learn stuff instead of just sitting behind a computer all day. At the Minnesota State Fairgrounds in Falcon Heights, I'm Al Shock, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thursday's game for the Twins was not just a win, it was something they haven't done in almost five years. Corey Provis wraps up what was a very entertaining day at the ballpark behind the effort of pitcher Joe Ryan. Joe got knocked around last time here at Target Field against the Tigers, hoping for a better result on Thursday, and boy, did that happen. He was rolling along. He was perfect, in fact, through three, gave up a single to Justin Turner in the fourth inning, but nothing more than that. Then struck out the side of the fifth, had a one, two, three, sixth, gave up a base hit to Devers in the seventh, but no runs, gave up another hit. In the eighth inning, but the pitch count was decent, mid to upper 90s. As he took them out in the ninth inning, crowd nearly 29,000 gave him a big hand as the Twins were seeking something they had not seen or accomplished in nearly five years, having a starter complete the game without allowing a run. So Joe Ryan had that chance. Ninth inning, first batter, Jaron Duran, the center fielder, struck him out. Next up, Justin Turner. He popped out, so one batter left for Ryan to do it. It was facing left-handed hitting outfielder Masataka Yoshida. Behind Yoshida, two balls and no strikes. And the pitch, a swing, a pop fly. Left field playable. Willie Castro in the sunshine. He calls, he catches, and the Twins win the game, shut out the Red Sox. And Joe Ryan throws his first career complete game shutout and the first complete game shutout by a Twins pitcher in over five years. From Target Field, Corey Provis on your home for Twins Baseball. The Twins are now back on the road for a while with a weekend series in Detroit before heading to Atlanta and Baltimore. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsey Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.